Hi team, it's been another busy week and you are joining us for another episode of the Valesco Fitness Collective podcast. This week we're going to get into programming, intended stimulus, kind of adjusting workouts depending on things like stress um, and how you want to, you know, how you want to move on a particular day, what you want to get from a workout. We've kind of touched on a couple of these things in previous episodes, so this just kind of gives it its own um, its own little piece of airtime. We've had a couple of questions about a few things that we thought we'd maybe elaborate on. We're going to start with a fitness-themed quickfire Q&A warm-up this week. I've prepped five questions. Ellie's prepped five questions. Again, we don't know what five we've prepped for each other, so you might have repeated questions. <laughs> um, Ellie, how are you doing this week? I'm good, thank you. Good. And you? Yeah, I'm very well. It's been a good day. First up, your favourite girl workout. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Karen, hands down. 150 wall balls for time. Nice. Easy. Okay. Uh, similar theme, your favourite workout of all time. Of all time? Yeah, your favourite workout you've ever done. Benchmark, otherwise. <clears throat> That's a big question. I am... Um... Do you want me to narrow it down to a favourite benchmark workout? Um... No, I'll probably. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say there might be a bit of a recency effect of this, but I'm going to say uh, nine, twenty point one, nineteen point one. What was the last open? The one with the the one that you had a tantrum on the ground to <laughs> ground to overhead uh, and burpees over the bar. Nineteen. It wasn't this. Year. Just because I I surprised myself with that, and I was quite proud of my effort after I'd completed it. So I think probably that one for for that reason. Do you want to explain what that workout was? Uh, yeah, it was. 10 rounds of 10 ground to overhead at 50 kilos and eight burpees over the bar. It was absolutely disgusting, but it was fun at the same time. It wasn't fun. Um, if you could design your own workout, what three movements would it include? Handstand press-ups. Mm -hmm. Um... That's a really good question. Uh, probably bar muscle-ups. Nice. Um, and heavy power cleans. Cool. Nice selection. What is your next fitness goal and why? I've actually got a list. Um, <laughs> Go for the top one, otherwise we'll be all day. Let me have a look. Uh, my next fitness goal is a 135 kilo power clean. How far have you got to go? Uh, seven and a half kilos. Nice. Next question for you. If you were entering a four-person team event, two male, two female, what three CrossFit Games athletes would you pick to join you? Two oh, males wow. and a female. Okay. Um, how many male and female? Two male and another female. Okay, another female. Kelsey Keel, female. Okay, nice. Um, male. Nice. David Sharonki, because he's British. Um, and he's gone team event before, and then oh, it has to be Matt Fraser, doesn't it? Strong team. Um, ah, your team. Okay. Um, what movement or type of movement do you find most challenging? A specific movement, snatch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Snatch. snatch. Okay. I've. I'm going to flip my last two questions around. What movement or modality do you most want to improve? Not necessarily because you're bad at it, but just the one you want to improve the most. Um, 
probably my weightlifting because my numbers haven't really changed in the last couple of years. What's your favourite movement or modality to coach? I think probably just something sweaty on the ergs. So endurance, like cardiovascular, dig in on the Grossness. ergs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I coach on Wednesday, which is obviously conditioning anyway. <laughs> but it's just it's just fun to encourage people to just dig in and grit it out. Last question. Most rewarding movement that you have learnt since you started training? Structuring muscle up by far. Cool. Easily. Um, okay. If you could spend the day in the life of any athlete. Matt Fraser. <laughs> Did he finish his sentence? There we go. There's your answer. Matt Fraser or Hayley Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly off piece and random. Yeah. Let's not discuss be, why. I think it would be pretty interesting. <laughs> Have Rich Ronan shout at you all day. Yeah, true. True. Cool. I think we're both sufficiently warmed up. We are, we'll start with just a couple of updates from the gym, just so that if anybody's missed any of the emails this week or anyone's kind of wondering, you know, what's new, what's going on, we kind of bring you up to speed. So let's start with the birthday party boo um yeah so we have obviously had to cancel the birthday party in light of the most recent legislation um cancelling it is obviously the right thing to do for lots of reasons um we're pretty sad about it um it just means that we're going to have to have a, a, an enormous party as soon as we can um when we're allowed to do so um probably into the new year now um but yeah so sorry guys if you have already put your name down and given us some money please do come and get it back from us maybe the other thing is that the new merch is still available um we're still posting some open shop times on the facebook group if you're not on the facebook group let us know and we can kind of get you added if you are just keep an eye out for the open shop times and you can try stuff on, see the kind of full range, get your order placed, and they should be arriving in the next couple of weeks by the sounds of it. Yeah, if you've already placed an order, um, if your order was in a couple of weeks ago, they are being printed, probably not quite as we speak, but they were printed today, so they should be in the next few days. So middle of next week, I would suggest, uh, if you ordered them in the first week, we put it out there. Wicked. And if you're wondering what they might look like out in the real world, uh, I think in the coming week or so, you will probably see some photos of members strutting their stuff in said Velasco merch as well, which would be quite cool. Sweet. So programming, stimulus, etc. What do we mean when we use the phrase programming? Okay, uh, good question. Or the so term programming, I should say. It refers to how we program what you do so although for for most of you it will probably feel fairly random some of you may have noticed a reoccurring theme with regards to we always squat on a monday we always deadlift on a friday but the programming um essentially it means we look at what we want to achieve in a certain period of time and then we um set movements with specific weights rep schemes um, tempos, etc., which will ultimately assist all of you who do it to get to help you improve your your fitness, basically in in a number of different ways. Whether that's strength, endurance, 
mobility, coordination, any number of things. So programming is basically how we structure your classes to ensure that you don't just come along and, and have a good time, which you obviously do, um, but it actually gets you um, fitter, um, in inverted commas, um, and gets you to a place where you feel like you're making progress um, in in all sort of aspects of, of that fitness. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, you can... There's so many movements when you when you look into the world of functional fitness. There's so many different, you know, there's different modalities. There's gymnastics, there's weightlifting, um, there's kind of monostructural, like your cardio-based things, your running, your rowing, your skiing. And obviously you can't do everything. I mean, well, I mean, you could do everything every week, but you'd be pretty busy and, you know, everything, you know, you can do three things really well, two things amazingly and one thing world-class you know the more things you try and put into your week the less attention any one thing will get so I'll go for a couple of weeks where I focus maybe predominantly on the clean and I really snatch and, and vice versa I might have a couple of weeks where I preference deadlifting over back squatting and you know might flip it around you know for the following few weeks so it's it's essentially just a way to make sure that we cover off as much as we can as effectively as possible without overtraining and giving everything kind of some worthwhile focus and attention with that in mind then how how is the programming structured at Valesco for the classes to kind of just write everything on bits of paper throw it up in the air and, and see how it all lands or is there yeah no <laughs> um <laughs> um no so we program in uh, for the main class in eight week blocks we select we've chosen eight weeks because we feel like it's a focused enough amount of time for people to stay interested if they have specific goals but it's also a long enough period of time that you allow for progress to be made and if people can't make a week because they're on holiday or they're not feeling great or they miss a week because of work whatever they're still going to have enough time in a class that allows them to make progress um we make sure that every week there is a squat, there is a press and there is a hinge or what we call a pull from the floor. So um, looking at kind of like your three foundation movements. So um, looking at um, building strength and mobility through hips, shoulders um, is obviously one of our primary goals. Beyond that, it, it it tends to vary a little bit. Obviously, at the minute, we're not able to incorporate that much gymnastic stuff just because we're limited by people being restricted, staying in specific training areas. So we've put on additional sort of gymnastic classes, which are done in six-week blocks. Beyond that, yeah, it's just about providing plenty of variety, um, different sort of, as James has touched on, stimulus. So some are super short and, and kind of sharp and intense. Others are longer and more sweaty. Some are heavy, some are light. And we just make sure that throughout the week, you've got your squat, your hinge and your press, and you've got a short, sharp workout. You've got a long one. You've got a kind of moderate one. There's something heavy in there. There's lots of body weight stuff so that you're getting that full variety um, of movement throughout, throughout a week, regardless of, of which class you choose or are able to come in for yeah cool I, I think beyond that as well there's also you know a level of thought that has to be given to movements on subsequent days as well so for instance if you're working up to a 3rm strict press on the tuesday it's probably not a good idea although they're probably classified differently to then work on strict handstand push-ups as your gymnastics movement on the wednesday yeah absolutely. so yeah there's this kind of correlation day to day as well as 
just having a bit of a checklist for what we want to cover in a week you know one thing that follows another if you're doing your own thing outside of classes as well it's kind of worth bearing in mind what's coming up in the coming days um you know if i've got heavy dev heavy deadlifts on a friday for instance i don't want to blow my lower back out doing loads of like you know snatch pulls and you know kettlebell swings and dumbbell snatch the day before in a workout it's, i think programming around what you've done over the previous days so that what you're you know you make you're make, making sure you're most fresh for what you want to do on that day but also knowing what you've got coming up is is super important i think the other key thing that's that's always in front of mind when programming as well is um, what we refer to as periodization and this essentially just i guess to keep it super simple is how that we make sure over an eight week period you know if i if i make it valesco relevant over eight weeks worth of programming how we make sure there is almost a linear progression and be that with the max weight that you're going to be moving at the start of the eight week block and at the end of the eight week block be it kind of a maximum time domain that you've worked for you know periodization can can relate to anything really but essentially it, it, it talks to the fact that over a certain amount of time you will progress and that might mean that you know in week one you're starting a power clean complex at a certain weight that's maybe three parts of the complex each week that weight might be increased slightly so it might you know week one you might start at 50 percent of your one rm clean week two might be 60 percent. week three might be 70 percent. and then week four might go back to 60 percent. but the pro the um what i'm looking for the complex becomes one movement longer so it might be a a power clean a hang power clean a squat clean and then we add a front squat at the end and you might do that for another three weeks at 70 80 90 percent and then the final week might be core cool. we're now going for a you know a max weight for the for the four movement complex so it's you know in in, in short it's the idea that over time the programming will support natural progression um to stop you kind of you know doing the same thing in week eight that you did in week one no measurability no kind of marked improvement and you don't really know kind of what you've got from the previous weeks i think that's probably a, a fair summary agree absolutely um cool leading on from that you've it's it's in the title of the podcast but you've also talked or you've, you've mentioned stimulus a couple of times do you want to talk everyone through what we mean by stimulus yeah of course i think we'll, we'll give this i think the answer to this is is nice and short but we'll go a little bit more in depth with you know how that then applies to workout so the idea of a stimulus or an intended stimulus is when a workout is designed the the programming is designed to support a specific goal i guess when we when we use the term stimulus so the stimulus of a workout that is 2159 thrusters and pull-ups you know fran for instance it's designed to be completed as a sprint three four five minutes depending on you know where you're at and the reason that we know this a because you look at benchmark times and you get a rough idea of what the intended completion time should be right where you know ballpark figure as to when you should be finishing it but the weight on the bar is specifically light to support unbroken sets fast movement pick the bar up rattle through 21 reps get onto the pull-up bar get 21 reps out back to the bar another 15 reps you know it's designed 
if that workout, the you know, the barbell weight was 70 kilo, that's a very different workout and a very different stimulus. The stimulus of that workout, the time domain is probably going to be twice that that it is currently. The reps will be grindy. They'll be designed to be done in broken sets. You know, you're not going to pick 70 kilos up off the floor and rip out an unbroken set of 21 thrusters. So the stimulus, when we talk about the intended stimulus, it is the behind the scenes thought process of a workout with a recommended speed of movement, a recommended kind of breakup strategy, a recommended completion time. So if you were working on, you know, your glycolytic pathway, which is your, your kind of, you know, one, two minute bursts, it would be something short, sharp, something like Fran. If you were working on aerobic endurance, how you know how well you can use oxygen, how long you can go for, it might be like a, you know, think about the Wednesday metabolic conditioning classes. They're like 25, 30, you know, last week's was a 40 minute EMOM working constantly for 40 minutes that isn't going to be designed for short sharp how quickly you can move how gassy the workout is you know how how unbroken you can go that is designed for you to find a good pace and to try and stick with it for 40 minutes and work on your aerobic endurance i think that probably summarizes anything you want to add or is that no i think that probably covers it i think um yeah the, the stimulus to, to kind of summarize is the stimulus is with what's the goal what's what's the the intended goal of this workout for any individual who's doing it so how does following appropriate stimulus affect personal goals so let's say like i'm going to classes throughout the week but ultimately like my main goal at the moment is i want to get stronger or vice versa i'm somebody that's going to classes at the moment and i just want to get a bit fitter how does like relevant stimulus play a part in that? Okay, I mean, I think let's take your strength um, intention or your goal as a as a as an example. Obviously, in the first part of the workouts, you've got things like um, so. In the last eight week block, we've had deadlifts at tempo, so you're spending plenty of time under tension. We've had um, front squats. We've had pressing overhead. The press overhead's been strict and push press with ascending weight over the weeks, descending strict reps, et cetera. Um, and, and those are the parts of the class where you really, really want to push um, the boundaries of what you think you're capable of. And those are the times when actually, unless specified otherwise, do you know what, if you get to a weight that you can't actually move, that's fine because you know where you've you've got a benchmark. You, you understand where your limitations are. So you can then use that in future classes as part of your training to understand okay so if if 50 kilos is my absolute maximum then what do I want to what sort of weight am I going to use in these following weeks based on the fact that I should be using 80 percent for example um it also means that if you've got a workout which is for instance an AMRAP um, or an EMOM which gives you a rep range it means that you can look at moving heavier weight and potentially moving less reps so if we had a i don't know let's give a really simple example 10 minute amrap 10 deadlifts um 10 box jumps 10 burpees okay now you know that box jumps and burpees you eat them for breakfast you love them but deadlifts are a real challenge for you so your immediate response would be to go super light even for you, for whatever that might be, you know that you can deadlift 80 kilos, for instance, and you go, oh, I'm going to put 20 kilos on the bar because that's where I'm comfortable. 
if your ultimate goal is to build strength, you want to move more weight. So instead of going, I want to achieve as many rounds as possible in that 10 minute AMRAP, I'm going to put more weight on the bar. I'm going to move more weight, but I'm going to accept that I'm going to get less rounds than I would if I went lighter. And that's how you can tailor a workout to suit your individual goals. Conversely, if you wanted to just, um, if you wanted to work on moving faster and that kind of aerobic capacity that James has talked about, you say, right, I know that I could do 60 kilos for 10 reps without putting the bar down, but I know that that's going to really tax me, which means my box jumps and my burpees are going to slow down. So if I use 30 kilos, I know that the deadlifts are almost almost an annoyance in this they're just going to get my heart up a little bit and then I can go nuts on the box jumps and the burpees and I can then try and achieve as many rounds as possible within that 10 minute period so even though workouts have either specific time frames rep ranges um movements and you'll see in the next block which is coming uh, next week that there will be um recommended weights you can obviously tailor those to suit specific goals or um your own current level of ability experience strength and comfort cool <clears throat> real nice summary a real nice example as well you know that 10 minute amrap if i'm if i'm wanting to get as strong as i can actually maybe three four rounds is is probably going to be on the money for me and i can really push that deadlift weight if i want to sweat and i'm having a real push on my aerobic capacity and my ability to hang on go unbroken keep moving Actually, I might be aiming for, you know, around every minute and a half. And, and as Ellie suggests, you know, backing that deadlift weight off, you are, you know, by definition, you are adjusting the stimulus to support your goals. What about adjusting the stimulus, not necessarily to support your goals, then? What about adjusting the stimulus to support how maybe how you're feeling on a given day and like, you know, supporting stress levels? Yeah, great question. Um, I've had this conversation today, in fact, and and I think the thing to bear in mind is obviously we we ultimately most of us are training for for fun, for health, for you know longevity, to be to be as mobile as we can be, to be as fit as we can be outside the gym. And I think it's it's easy if you then have a specific goal inside the gym to kind of get caught up in that I have to go to the gym today because I need to back squat or I have to go to the gym today because it's a super long workout and I need to if I'm going to get fitter I have to do these really long workouts even if I feel like it or not and that's that's absolutely not the case um I think most of us who've been doing this for a long time have learned the hard way in that listening to your body is always always going to be your best indicator or tool for working out what your intended stimulus for the day should be. So I would always, we uh, based on your lifestyle, you might have a specific day that you like to rest or there might be a specific workout because of what your goals are that you think, I really want to go in for that. Um, and if you're feeling good, if your sleep's been good, if your nutrition's on point, if you're well hydrated, stress levels are low, without a doubt, you're going to be able to come into the gym, have a great hour, absolutely smash a workout feel great about it have that kind of like post-workout buzz where you're kind of a bit tired and walking out but elated going hey that was awful but I'm going to be back tomorrow conversely if you make yourself come to the gym when you really don't feel like it and you're super tired or you've had a super stressful day and you try and put yourself through the ring you're going to have a really tough time so I guess what what I'm saying is train based on how you feel so if 
for me, a gauge is if I'm a less than a seven out of 10 in terms of energy levels, I know that I have to take my workout easier than I would ordinarily. And if I feel like I'm less than a probably a six, and if I'm at a five, I will say, do you know what, today I'm going to rest because I didn't sleep very well last night or I've had a really stressful day or I planned all my food out and I brought it all with me and then it all fell by the wayside because something got in the way and all I've eaten is a banana all day. I'm just going to say, do you know what, there's no point in me doing this because all I'm going to get out of it is frustration because I'm not going to achieve what I want to. Um, one of the the conversations that I have have had with with people in the past is they've been doing an eight week block, they've worked really hard, seven weeks have been going really well, they're a week out from testing a one rep max, they're super excited about it, they're you know the the week before went really well and they're absolutely sure they're going to hit a one rep max, and then test week comes, but they've had some bad news personally, or they've had a really stressful few days at work, or they haven't slept. And then they come into the gym, they're still super excited. And then that one rep max, that new, that personal best doesn't happen. And they feel super deflated because they feel like their last seven weeks of training haven't been a benefit. They've been a waste of time and all that sort of stuff, Um, which is absolutely not the case because it's important to, to recognize and understand that regardless of the, um origin of the stress whether it's work whether it's emotional personal stuff whether it's physical stress whether it's a really physical job or whatever it might be the impact of stress on your body is ultimately the same in terms of your hormonal response and therefore what that does in terms of your ability to perform when you want your body to do something so that's a long way of saying if you feel tired if you've had a stressful day then think about whether you're going to get something out of coming into the gym. If you need to switch off, come in and take it easy. Don't give yourself a hard time. Work on moving well, work on your mobility, work on technique. Or if you've had a great day, you're feeling super pumped, you've had a couple of rest days, you've had a weekend off, you're feeling amazing, then come in and give it 110% because that's where you're going to get your improvements in your fitness. Yeah, nice. There is as well, maybe worth just touching briefly, um, a lot of fitness trackers now are starting to support the idea of readiness, wellness, you know, recoverability. And, you know, you've got things like Whoop, the Aura Ring, you've got Fitbit and Garmin, the Apple Watch, you know, they've all got either built-in or third-party apps that can give you an idea of readiness to train or, you know, how how well recovered you are, which comes with a small caveat in that I wouldn't let that govern how frequently or how hard you train. Like there are some days where I feel pretty good, but the readiness to train app that I use on my Apple watch is saying, Hey mate, you're like 3.2 out of 10 today. I'll be aware of that, but I won't let that kind of put me off. I might adjust what I'm doing slightly and maybe just kind of knock the calories back or the reps back a couple of reps or maybe not push quite up to 90% and maybe see how 80% feels because it is using accurate data, you know, my heart rate variability, my sleep, you know, it it is a, a cumulative representation of a lot of health metrics that my watch is measuring for me. So it's useful. Equally, if it says, you know, you're a 9.2, like literally right now I'm sat here and it says I'm 9.3, you are race ready. Like knowing that, 
that'll allow me to I feel pretty good as well so that'll allow me to really lean into training that little bit harder knowing I'm less likely to get injured and my body's in a good place I you know the fact I also feel good winner I'm gonna you know I'm absolutely send it today and see what happens if that said 4.10 uh you know 4.95 whatever take it a bit easier you know, as I said you know I might back off to instead of pushing for two reps at 90% back squat, I might actually go, okay, cool. I'll push for two reps and maybe work up to about 80%, see how I feel, go from there and, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. I think awareness is one thing. Listening to your body is a skill. And if you're able to comfortably and confidently do that well, that kind of puts you in good stead. Sweet. We're going to leave it there. If anything has kind of whet your appetite or you want to understand a little bit more about something, as you guys have been already, thank you so much. Just drop us a message. Um, this week, we're going to do two member shout outs. Um, I'm going to do one, which is for Harry French for two reasons, one general and one specific. Firstly, because the guy is practically living in the gym at the moment, hitting everything super hard you know, sweating out every workout, really pushing, you know, pushing the threshold that he, you know, that he has on any given day, be that in the conditioning classes, be that in weightlifting, be that in open gym with partner workouts. You know, he's working super, super hard at the moment. Like it's really inspiring to see. And more specifically, because I coached him in the metabolic conditioning class at 6am on Wednesday and 6am on any day is pretty tough. But if you'd have seen... His first few rounds of burpees on Wednesday were something. Like, the guy turned burpees over on Wednesday morning like you wouldn't believe. So, mate, good job. Keep it up. Thanks for working hard. Okay, yeah, and my, my shout-out, um, slightly slightly different theme, um, is to to Joe, um, a member of ours. She's been with us for a few months. She was with us through lockdown, um, was, you know, spent a lot of time talking to us about nutrition and did a lot of the Zoom classes and stuff, super engaged. Um, and she's been feeling really poorly recently. And she dropped us a really lovely message the other day just to say hello and to let us know that she wasn't feeling very well and that she hadn't gone anywhere. Um, and to just say that she was really missing the Velasco family. So this is just a really a shout out to say, we miss you too. We hope you're back feeling fit soon. And, you know, if there's anything you want to hear on a podcast or there's anything we can do, just let us know. Um, but yeah, get well soon, Joe. <clears throat> and we know she listens as well. She's an avid listener by the sounds of it. So thank you, Joe. Get well soon. Um, team, it's been absolutely wonderful yet again. Thank you all for listening. As always, give us a shout, drop us an email, drop us an Instagram message. If there's anything in particular you want to hear, there's two or three that we've had already that we're planning episodes about. So thank you guys if that's one of you. Uh, subscribe, like, etc. And yeah, hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with us. And thank you for working hard throughout this week and the week upcoming, I'm sure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Have a lovely day.